for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Uh, what's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, November 18th, 2014. This is episode 139, Attack of the Androids. Doing a little retro thing, bringing back the old intro just for a minute. I should just really, like old times. I should not have those named close to the same thing. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me this fine evening, we got Eric Fink and me in here. What's up, Eric? Not much, Matt. Hi. Hi, Eric. I missed you, bud. Also joining us, Nick Carroll from Texas. Hey, what's up, Nick? Good to have you. Glad to be back. Thanks. Hey, we also missed you. Yes, good. <laughs> things are great. We're good. We're going to talk about Android. Uh, let's see. Let's start things off. Attackoftheandroids.com. Uh, if you guys are watching there live, we got a chat room. Just want to throw the question out there. Do you have your lollipop yet? OTA? Uh, I got a Moto X. Not on there. It's on Verizon, so <laughs> who knows? Uh, the Galaxy Tab 3 just got point. Two or four, four, two or something. So I'm not even checking on that one. So um, my my roommate, I sold the Nexus 10 to. Uh, I haven't asked. He just got home, so I'll have to see after the show if it's on there, and we'll update in the the show notes. Which that it's a Nexus device, so it might be. Uh, Eric, you got it yet? Uh, so I have the Oppo N1. There is no lollipop for that yet, and. I uh, sold my Nexus 7 and newly acquired the NVIDIA Shield, um, which one of the stories we're going to talk about is that Lollipop is starting to roll out to that, but unfortunately not for the LTE version, so I do not have mine yet. So the answer all around is no, Matt. I do not have Lollipop, and it makes me sad. That is sad. That that I, too, am sad, uh, empathetically. I, I'm, I'm very sad for you. Uh, Nick, yeah, you, I mean, you got I'm, anything? I'm in kind of same same boat. The only lollipop I have is leftover from Halloween. Mm, <laughs> so, mm. so I do have a Nexus Four. Yeah, I have a Nexus Four and original uh, Nexus Seven, and they haven't come to that yet. But I'm not too terribly worried worried about that. You know, back in the days, you know, Froyo and Gingerbread, it was a little bit more important to get these updates. But uh, now that you know, like all my my Android devices are running KitKat, you know, the only thing I really get out of you know, a lollipop personally would be really the UI, the updated UI, and maybe that's really about it to me. <laughs> that's all I really care about. So that is true, right? And that's where we kind of see the real benefit and advantage to what Google did. What was it? A couple years ago, I forget now. But when they started yeah. uncoupling things from Android itself, knowing yeah. that you know these carriers take their sweet time, they don't care. They already got the money for the phone. They would prefer you buy a new one. So that yeah. it's not in their best interest, unless, of course, something gets hacked and drops their network, then, you know. Um, but, yeah, we're, yeah, we're to the point now where, like, all of my apps have gotten it, the, the material design, the update, and everything. Um, just, you know, the, the basic lollipop stuff that we're not getting, which really we're not missing because we haven't, we haven't had it yet. So who cares? Yeah. It's not like we're coming from ice cream sandwich, you know. We're, we're, we're already... We already have a pretty mature operating system as it is, so it's still nice to get. But like as you said, you know, the bulk of my apps have already been updated, either with the material design or at least with their own functionality. So there's less and less what we're getting out of each of these OS updates. But conversely, these updates are actually coming out quicker. We're seeing more Motorola devices, Nvidia devices, etc., all coming out with Lollipop, like if not now, very soon. HTC has also announced. Within 90 days, all their their flagship devices, the one, etc., uh, will will be getting their uh, updates, and we're seeing others too. Samsung may ironically be one of the later ones to get Lollipop, but but we'll see. It is interesting too. You can kind of see like the the devices, the manufacturers that have more control, not really control, but more more junk on their devices as far as theme skins, whatever, like Samsung does. Yeah. They have more of that than any of the other ones. HTC kind of in the middle and then Motorola at the other end where there's really no no customizations. It's all pretty much uh, pure Android. Like you can kind of see how 
how they really care about the the speed at which they're pushing these updates out. Samsung could care less because it's all their stuff. You know, they they're gonna they're gonna and obviously take longer to test it because they have more crap in in the yeah. device. And the interesting thing will be like for Samsung in particular with with TouchWiz, how much of it is gonna even look different under Lollipop compared to KitKat, for example. So, and, and some of these companies like Samsung, they only update their the highest end or most recent devices, though something maybe a year a year old, may not actually get an update. But so. it is it's really interesting too. Like if you go back to when we first started this show, that was like one of the major things that we got excited about. Was like holy crap, you guys, the new update. Did you get it yet? No, but I I rooted mine and raw like I have it one way or the other. Now we're all just like we've become old men. We're just like ah, who cares. Yeah. I'll get it yeah. when I get it, you know? Like yeah. It's really funny to, to notice that throughout the, the years we've been doing the show. And Nick, were, Nick and I were discussing a little bit before, in pre-show um, that it, it's, like, I've been, I've been running a, uh, an iPhone 5S for work uh, the past, like, month or so. And, you know, just thinking about, like, ecosystems and apps and how, you know, a lot of people are really into iPhone and iOS and there's some people that are really into Android and that, you know, going over to the iPhone, you know, at least for the work phone, um, I find that, like, I really don't I really don't care so much about the things that I cared a lot about, like, you know, ooh, you know, I need I need to get the latest app or the latest, the latest update. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like there are maybe like four or five things that I require in my phone, and then after that, I just—it's just a phone to me. We've reached yeah, equilibrium, have, right? Yeah. We've we've basically achieved the equilibrium here. Yeah, I mean, the bulk of the, the apps that I use are actually on my front front screen. I don't even have to move to other other screens right? or go into apps. I use like two. App, so. I use three screens on my device. I have like right. the main one that has stuff yeah. and then one to either side. And then the other one on either side is just empty. Like I don't need it. Yeah. Everything is yeah. right there in folders for, you know, whatever. Yeah. I feel like ta- tablets are a little different. Like I haven't we haven't gotten there yet with tablets, but for phones like they're just even with all the stuff they do, they're becoming very you know, utilitarian again, where you you use them for the few things that you use them for, and that's it. Yeah. Um, and that's maybe that's why we're not like that. Might be a big part of why, you know, I'm not hugely excited about Lollipop. Um, but also, you know, the the jump from two to four was way bigger than mind blowing. You know, yeah. From four to five. Yeah. Yeah, I will say, like, for myself, I do use – I still use my tablet differently than I use my smartphone. And, you know, the tablet is mostly around the house kind of thing, reading, browsing, maybe watching some videos in bed, et cetera. But, you know, the phone, I would say, even though I, I technically probably use it more because I'm, you know, checking it for different things, I'm not using the apps on it as much. I'm using probably less apps on this phone compared to my tablet simply because this is more of like a tool just just for basic – usage you know between the house you know and work but the tablet i guess i use that more at least uh, more varied usage i guess because it's large screen i guess i'm not sure so there is just to kind of wrap this up uh, android central a little bit larger of a, a an audience and a reach than we do here uh had when i took this cap it was 2524 votes total uh so the top 57 percent was no we haven't gotten it yet uh, the next one down, 21% is yes, I got the OTA. So uh, 21% of people, just regular. Uh, 7% side-loaded it, and uh, 1% custom-rommed it. That was the There's 1%. No I would be interested to see, like, what... Like, you side-loaded the OTA, but it, you didn't get it from your carrier, and then the custom ROM is like you boot, you rooted, and then put like a custom version, not the OTA. Yeah. I would imagine. It, yeah, it looks like according to this, about half the people that got it essentially got it, you know, not directly from OTA. Right. They got it, you know. They so interesting to see so with, cool. with more numbers uh, how that. And it it would be too if you could go back a couple years and see like do another one of these votes like are you running gingerbread yet and it would totally be completely the opposite it would be like twenty one percent like hell yeah I rooted in rom that biz and now I'm running it and like one percent waiting for the OTA 
Maybe not that. I feel like we've lost something. Yeah. Like something something definitely has been lost. Like it's we're no longer the Wild Wild West. It's not I don't know, I, I dare to say it's like it's not fun anymore. Well it's <laughs> so much easier to get updates now and yeah, that's true. It's like yeah. Is it because though, like when we when you first started doing it, it was kind of a new cool thing. And then like as as time progressed, it it was the same process. You were just getting new runs. So you weren't really doing anything cool and new anymore. You were just doing the same thing, waiting for it to boot loop, you know, pulling the battery out, doing it again. <laughs> and then it worked. Like that's that was that was the if I had to write a how to, it would include wait for the boot loop, boot loop twice, pull the battery, redo, and you're good to go. Well back then there was more of a reason to do it because you know, yeah, you're not yeah. waiting for, for the update to come around the corner any day now. It's like we may not get this update for months, so we got to do something in the meantime. And they were so, such yeah. like dramatic, you know, differences in performance, kernels, all that stuff. Like it was well worth doing. Now it's it's yeah. really I don't know. For me, it's it's yeah. Not. Well, another aspect is, and I guess we're sort of touching on, is these phones are so much more powerful. You know, the spec they're so spec heavy now at this point. They'll basically cut through right. pretty much any version of Android that you have. You know, even. Even you know, if you have TouchWiz or anything like that, you're you're going to have a pretty uh, smooth experience. So, uh, if if there are any new listeners out there that want to get an idea of what we're talking about, um, I think I think they're still out there. When we were when Matt and I were still writing for Byte, um, I wrote a few articles on like f- flashing ROMs to the uh, yeah. to the HTC yeah. Evo. It's awesome. Holy hell! Like it's things have changed, kids. Things have really changed in, in a very short period of time, just the matter of years. Um, this, you know, this whole smartphone thing has matured greatly. And really, uh, another sign of the changing times, Nokia, not going to make phones, not going to make, you know, what they've been really known for their whole life. Uh, coming out with an Android 5.0 tablet, 250 bucks. looks kind of like an iPad. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to... Uh, let's see if we can share the screen here so you guys can see. It looks like uh, a damn. It looks uh, like an older iPad. iPad, doesn't it? Kinda, yeah. It's it's a first gen uh, iPad, basically. A, a huge Galaxy Note. Yeah, I don't know. Minus the button, but yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, you know. And they're not the only one. I think Lenovo has a, has another tablet they're selling, you know, outside the U.S. Yeah, that uh, also looks very similar. Almost identical, you know, to the newest iPad. So I think we're finding a lot more tablets out there willing to try to emulate the iPad. Even the Nexus Nine looks more like an iPad, you know, with the four to three ratio, four by three ratio. So okay, with Microsoft backing Nokia, isn't this just screaming, "Please sue me"? Well, that, yeah, that's that's the, uh, what I've been wondering is how can Nokia do this? I thought they really gave the hardware division. To Microsoft, although Microsoft is still selling these Nokia branded, you know, uh, phones, you know, currently, so I'm not sure how Nokia proper actually is selling a tablet or will be selling a tablet when this comes well, out. I think this this is probably, you know, even if it, even if it were under Microsoft, I mean, just the we've seen we've seen these lawsuits between Samsung and Apple, and just being looking this close to an to a um, iPad to an iPad. I'm wondering if Apple would sue them because <laughs> it's pretty blatant. Well, that's the thing. I don't think this is actually coming to the states. I think it's going to uh, outer markets like China and probably Europe. But uh, where there's yeah. a lot of other, like, yeah. well, in, 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 where like, there's actual iPad knockoffs. <laughs> yeah. 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 If, if you're wondering, just Google the Goo Phone, G O O Phone, <laughs> and you will see the level of of iPhone knockoffs that they have. I forgot in, about uh, that thing. Places like China. And uh, they also came out with the Z launcher. Have uh, any yeah. of you guys replaced your home Android launcher with Nokia's, as uh, B- as BGR put it, the shockingly innovative Z launcher app? Yeah, I've used it on both my Nexus Seven and my Nexus Four. Although it, it didn't look quite right. On the it was Nexus the beta. 7, it's a beta, right? You were yeah, using yeah. It? Okay, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's similar to another launcher. We discussed it on a previous episode. The, the name's not coming to me, but uh, it, it's pretty decent. You can basically, you know, carve a letter on on the screen, and, and it'll basically start loading up all the apps. Like you start carving an A oh, yeah. on, the, on the screen. Well, what was you know, that list one? All the apps called? starting with A. 
what was Maybe that start one? with the W or something? Oh, I, I can't, can't remember what it. That's gonna bug but, me. Yeah, but yeah, we actually mentioned it in a previous episode, but I just can't recall offhand. But I've used it. It's it's pretty cool. It looks pretty decent. The icons are a little bit smaller and off to the uh, the side, and uh, you know that's what they're going to use as a primary uh, you know launcher. But you know, at least for the articles that I've read on this, you can actually just swap out this launcher like any other. So if you want to get maybe like the next gen Google Experience launcher, whatever it's going to be, you know you could probably re replace that or use another launcher or, or something else instead of it. But it looks pretty cool. And, of course, it runs all the other Android apps. I think it will actually be a part of the Google e ecosystem. You'll actually have all the Google apps, but it will just have the Nokia launcher. So so do they? Do you still have to pay Microsoft the royalty if the Android device <laughs> is running the Z launcher? Does that kind of – all right. That would be a good question. Uh, it is yeah. cool <laughs> that the N1 is coming out with Lollipop as any – I mean most – tablets that have been announced now that are coming out with it anyway so but for yeah. for one like this to come out with it like that i think that's kind of cool uh, you know we kind of discussed you know with you know the android operating system essentially being smaller and more of those services are coming are updatable through like the google play store through google play services that's probably one reason why these tablets and smartphones are going to be coming out with lollipop and we'll update to lollipop so quickly as there's less for them to try to update and certify you know everything else right. is going to be handled through google play services so just want to bring that up and spec wise uh 64-bit quad core intel atom the z3580 yeah. uh yeah one thing to point out most of these intel atom processors now are in the 64-bit camp whereas right. previously a lot of the atom processors were 32-bit i mean it doesn't mean much because it only has Four gigs of RAM. You could still get, you know, a PA. Most of these uh, versions of Linux now have a PA. Well, and a lot of so. these aren't even coming with four yet. They're mostly three, and like yeah. this one is only two. And it's yeah. not like a laptop or something where you're going to upgrade your RAM. You know, like that's where it's at. So I don't know. Yeah. I guess it'll be a little speedier on the back end with a 64-bit processor, even without the full, you know, more RAM. But, it, yeah. yeah, it seems like it's just more of a gimmicky selling point. Like, when people are comparing boxes, they're like, ooh, this one has 64 Intels in it, uh, and this one only says one Intel. So I'm going to I'm gonna get the one with, obviously, 64 Intels inside, right? I got to gotta keep all my yeah. Intels inside. Yeah, and these Atom processors are, are competing fairly well against, you know, like the Qualcomm and the other. The Tegra. Yeah, exactly. No, they're, they're doing pretty good. Graphically, maybe not as much, but in terms of, like, CPU performance, right. you know, they do pretty well. So, And, yeah, like I said, 2 gigs of RAM, 32 gig storage, 8 megapixel, rear, 5 front, uh, universal insertion, 2.0 USB-C type port. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. This is the first tablet or or smartphone, etc., that I've seen that's actually come out with a new USB-C standard that's basically smaller and reversible, so you can plug it in either way. So that's pretty cool. And I, I really thought someone like Samsung would actually be the first to come out with that. That's going to save a... me half of the time when I'm yeah. plugging it in upside down. Yes, Aaron. Yeah. You know, I there's an Android article or Android Authority article that I'm I'm going to throw into the chat right now, um, and it was it was saying something to the effect of like it um, rather than using the USB 3.1 uh, technology for this um, for this reversible uh, micro USB connector that uh, Nokia actually opted to go USB 2. So even though it has the reversible connector, it's it is the slower USB 2. So if you're transferring files and things, that's going to be, um, you know, it's not going to be as fast as you would expect. I wonder if that's for some sort of compatibility issue, or if that's just a cost-saving measure. Well, they said that they said that they didn't quote did not have access to that kind of solution on the chipset we're building the device uh, on. Okay, so it cool. Sound like the Intel chip supports it. Mm, that may just be something that's not baked in, even on the ARM processors. So, yeah. Yeah, it it seems weird. Like the choice to go Intel seems a little seems a little odd. Like, I I don't. It's not that Intels are bad, but I I don't know why somebody would choose the Intel over the ARM processor. They may have gotten a discount, you know, with Intel in bulk or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. It was like the Nexus player is also running an Intel Atom Silvermont CPU, which I'm guessing is not 64-bit because they haven't announced it as such, but. Uh, 
you know, that's that's Intel as well. And that's got one gig of RAM instead of two. So. And a giant battery, which is funny because it only gives you up to nine hours of usage. You would think for anything over 3,000 milliamps, this thing's at 5,300. You get a well, little for more. Ta- for tablets, that's decent. Like the Nexus yeah. 7 is like 4,000 milliamps, but like some of the larger tablets, like the Nexus 9 is like uh, 66,000 something, I think, yeah. for the Nexus 9. But so. nine hours, like I would, I would expect more, I guess. Maybe not with the screen that it has in. That hmm. processor, I I don't know. That's weird. Looks nice, the housing. It's all nice aluminum. I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah, it looks decent. I like, I like the look of it, it's but pretty... I do think that it, like too many other tablets, are trying to go Shiny. try to emulate the, the iPad too much. So sure, sure. I just wish they would emulate the like the one thing that I that I've really come to love on the iPhones is that that stupid little rocker there that switches it to um like switches it to vibrate. So you don't have to like go in, press the volume button down all the way. Like you can just flip the switch and automatically you're sort of on silent or vibrate mode. Why don't they copy that instead of yeah. copying stupid like outer design? Yeah. Well, I guess they're just try try to go with what works, or at least what you know. It's kind of interesting. 60, 16 by nine or even sixteen by ten is really where where the industry's gone as far as like monitors, HDTVs, smartphones, some tablets. But like for the most part, tablets seem to be Walked into that four by three, or really, I guess three by four ratio, because most people look at it at you know read them in portrait mode. It's kind of weird to me that we're still at four by three. So, I want a square. Just <laughs> yeah, get the get the BlackBerry Passport. Passport, yeah. You'll have your square, <laughs> right? Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, the Nvidia Shield tablet getting lollipop. One of the first non-Nexus devices. Article on TechCrunch saying. Uh, you guys have one. You guys have the shield, don't you? Or do you both have one? Yeah, Eric has one. I want one. And in oh, fact, okay. I would personally get the shield tablet over the Nexus Nine because it's cheaper and it's in the sixteen by ten ratio instead of you know three by four. And it comes with a cool Xbox controller. Yeah. So that's plus I'm streaming, and my next video card is actually going to be an Nvidia video card, so I'm going to actually uh, play with that streaming technology. So. Yeah, that's one thing I because I've only had this for less than a day, so um, I, I haven't gotten a chance to play around with the game streaming yet. Um, but I just hit I just hit refresh on the on the system update, and it is not available for my device. Um, well, that's so interesting, Eric, because uh, this article here says that it actually is. Are, are you sure Ooh, you're doing that right? It's only for the Wi-Fi devices. Oh, and you're not, not a Wi-Fi uh, LTE. So turn your LTE off. Okay, reboot <laughs> reboot the device, right? And then, so I turn it off. I don't see Control Alt Delete anywhere. You're gonna want to, <laughs> you're gonna want to hit that any key there. Uh, looks oh. pretty nice from the screenshots. I mean, material design, all that you know, same crap. And then one of the things they've also announced is that they have their grid streaming service. It's it's kind of similar to the Sony. Sony's PlayStation Now service where you can essentially stream video games from their own servers. So, you know, that's something that they're announcing as well. I think they've had the beta going, or maybe they're announcing the beta. I can't recall, but uh, that's the feature they finally announced, and it looks like they're going to go live with that at some point. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it seems like a weird... Like, I, it would really depend on the cost of of this grid thing to see if it's worthwhile because even even the Sony uh, the Sony product like yeah. Sony offers a lot with their with their um, online services that you pay for so I think that is a much easier um, that's a much easier buy for folks than something from Nvidia which granted is is very popular as far as like uh, video cards and such yeah. such but. I don't know yeah. for a for a streaming game service, especially one that only has twenty titles. Like twenty titles, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It may not may not be worth it at this point. You know, I guess you know if you're beta testing it, it's probably pretty cool to at least try those things out. But I think probably more people, if they are going to do any sort of video streaming, it's probably like, hey, I'm running this game off my Nvidia, you know, enabled you know desktop computer, stream it to the tablet. They're probably going to do that more than this. Yeah. Yeah, it makes more sense. Like you're just gonna buy it on Steam and play that way. Yeah. Nice. 
Are you guys using Inbox full-time or not really? Did you give up on it? Eric? I, I still run I still run both. I try to go into Inbox. I love the sort of like snooze feature for emails. Do you like run both or, or do you just have the icon there for Gmail? Are you Say actually again? going into both apps? Yeah, I, I get the notification from both, Ugh. and you know, depending Eric. on you know, I it's really weird because I'm I'm too scared to get rid of Gmail. I'll you be know, Eric, with you. let me let like, me reinforce some of your no, let me let me ease your worries, Eric. I was much my, like please. you, I was much like you, Eric, where I I had to keep two notifications because I was like, what if it's a beta? What if I miss one? What if I miss some integral piece of email that I was you know, waiting for that. I couldn't have that. And then, you know what? I thought to myself, it's just email. Who gives a shit? <laughs> and so I went in, oh, okay. I disabled the Gmail notifications completely. Now I kept, I kept, Is this why you're not answering my emails. Maybe. Are you emailing me? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I still have the icon in my little folder right next to inbox. But I disabled all the notifications, so I am, and I I haven't gone into Gmail except I did I did once. I'll be honest with you, I did one time when it updated to the new version because I wanted to see it, and I Which was is very nice. I was bummed. I was like, I like oh. Inbox so much, but this new Gmail version is pretty nice, and so I I I stuck with inbox and I've been using it ever since only inbox and uh I really like it. I like it a lot. It crashes every now and then, but I will just report that shit and uh it's all good. But why doesn't I I hate that like the Why do like they the have two? Wipe action? I can't delete. I can't delete shit. It takes like oh, it no, takes Eric. five steps to delete something which you, on Eric? on Gmail I just go whoop. Yes. Dead. That I agree with you. It's beta, bro. So I assume eventually inside the settings there will be a thing like we had to do in Gmail to stay instead of swipe to archive. I just want to swipe to delete because you know what? I'm not a hoarder with this crap. No, so Google wants you to fill up your mailbox so that way you I have know, to pay them. But you know food. what? It's not Google's mailbox. It's mine, and it does what I want it to do. It's sometimes. not. Sometimes. <laughs> Wait. It's not Google's mailbox. Really. It just sits on their servers. It's not theirs, though. It's his. No, that's right. It's mine. It's my email. It's my Gmail. And many others like it, but it is mine. That's right. But this one is mine. <laughs> this one gets read by me. And Nick, yeah, you uh, are you? Thank you, Nick. I haven't tried it myself. I did get an invite for it. Thank you, Eric. But I, <laughs> I ended up not using it. I, I just uh, <laughs> what Gmail got an update as well. So you could sell that shit on eBay. What do you but, mean uh, you're not using people it? People are selling that? They Say won't they give me it? anymore. I got people one. People are selling invi invites? I got one once. Jesus, I'm just like giving them out like candy. <laughs> your your brother says uh, he can swipe to delete on his iPhone. Now, is that using inbox or is he just trolling? He's just trolling. Sounds good. I'm going to ban his ass from the chat. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, Nick, you, you're not using it. You don't care. Uh, Eric, are you using it on the desktop at all? Uh, no. Did you? No, I, I got not. I got the message once or twice while I was in Gmail that was like, hey, you can use this here too. Go to this. And it was kind of cool, but I think for the desktop, I still prefer – and it's probably because just because I've been living with it for so long, it's like muscle memory at this point, but – I kind of prefer the way the normal Gmail client is as opposed to what Inbox was. But it, it could be better, it, and it, it will, I'm sure, once it's out of beta. But I don't understand why they have two. Like, talk about fragmentation a little, right? Like, why would you split your user base like that? I mean, it's all the same thing, yeah, right? Well, Gmail's been in beta. Yeah, Gmail's been in beta for like 20 years. Gmail is <laughs> so not beta anymore. To, to beta. People pay for yeah. that shit. It's not beta anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is I mean, why is it, what's the difference of having, we'll call it, in your words, fragmentation on the desktop? What's the difference between the desktop versus the phone? As far Not as what? Way. 
Like you, like you make you seem to make a big deal about it. Like on the maybe not big deal, but like you you pointed out the fact that it's like oh it's fragmentation on the desktop. But what about the fact that it's on the phone or that you can get you know any you know hundreds of different email apps you know from the Play Store to get your email through. Yeah, but they're not all by Google. Yeah, but why does Google it? themselves have two? Yeah, so it's kind of like. It's like they, they could make Hangouts, and then they could have Google Voice, and then they could have, like, Messenger, and then they could yeah. have, you know, like, all these different... Because the Google Voice team needed something to do. Because <laughs> they lost their jobs. Because, because they, they lost they, their they jobs. Right in the oh. a new message team. There's a new messaging app, too, so I guess maybe that's what they're working on. I don't know. Ah, very helpful. MB in the chat has a, a link there for an article uh, as talking about when... Uh, Gmail came out of beta. Very, very helpful. So thank you uh, for that. <laughs> thank you. For yeah, that. Nick. So if you, you want to try me. it out, you can go to inbox.google.com, I guess. Um, yeah, I just. And I, I have some invites. I, so if you, if anybody out there wants an invite, just post in the, you know, the Tech of the Androids Google Plus page or, um, you know, you can send us an email at show to attack of the androids.com and uh, maybe we will send you an invite to inbox. I'm looking at it again, you know, just to refresh my memory as to what inbox on the desktop here looks like. And it, yeah, it's it is nice and clean. It's really, really. I I don't care for the previews like I do on my phone. I guess I kind of prefer how regular Gmail looks with just all the messages in in a little line. You know, this it, they're bigger and they're more spread out and everything. And I do use the tabs like in regular Gmail. I use the the. Uh, the different separate social and updates and forums and all that. So it's not that. It's just, I don't know, the way... And I'm sure if I use this more, I would get used to this and like it just as good. Uh, I guess... I hate that social like promotions crap. Like, that No, that it's helpful. If you... Sense. Okay, like, if if you do stuff on the internet that deals with a lot of that kind of shit... It is really nice to have it go into those folders. Like for for the shows, for the music I'm doing, I get a lot of emails for a lot of that crap. It's nice to have them auto go into folders so I know the priority and everything of what I need to be checking and it makes my time more efficient. But again, at the end of the day, it's just email. Who cares? It's just email, bro. I'll use Pine. I'll SSH. I'll SSH to another computer and I'll open up Pine. I don't care. And then I'll I'll browse a website with links. I'll, I'll do you, it. You talk a big game, Matt Lee. I'll do it in I've all never text. Never seen you use Pine. I'll do it in all text. Ever. I used to use Pine solely before smartphones because it worked well. Any computer you were at, you would just pop in a USB stick with putty on it, and you SSH to your little box that had screen running. You connect to that, and boom, you had IRSSI. You had Pine. You had your browser links. You had anything you needed to do. All right there. All text. So you can suck it, Mr. Finkenbeiner. Yep. <laughs> I don't I will do that the day that you pronounce my last name right. It's Finkenbeiner. Shut up. Uh, are you guys <laughs> – you guys should be following – I got the – I found this cool Twitter account on Google+. Somebody posted about it. Uh, XDA Googling. I just want to read you a couple of these. They're pretty cool. Uh, two hours ago, why isn't the Verizon Galaxy Nexus getting lollipop? <laughs> Uh, bootloader theme Android peeing on Apple. <laughs> Google Wallet Taco Bell. <laughs> I like this. So, exposed framework porn? Yeah, right? <laughs> does, root, does rooting cause cancer? <laughs> CM Nightly ROM auto flash bricked. <laughs> it's just How a lot of. A bootloader out of sticks. Yeah, right? Fantastic. Phone in microwave battery trick Snopes. <laughs> like I don't know, I I don't know. It's 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 pretty amusing though. So I just wanted to mention that uh, Twitter.com/slash/xda-googling. Uh, if you want amusing Google XDA tweets, I guess I don't know. It's amusing. Uh, let's see. On the watches now, you can make Amazon purchases. If you got yourself an Android Wear watch. You boys, uh, have you been buying Amazon things with your watch? 
you're gonna have to explain this one. How how does such things work? You can to just be honest, say until today I never thought of even doing that. You can <laughs> just be like, hey, watch, uh, banana slicer. Hey, watch, twelve inch pizza. Nah. Hey, watch, I need a mic stand. This doesn't make any damn sense. Why? It's an app that basically lets you order. You, it's you can order on Amazon directly from your watch. You don't have to pull your smartphone out. Yeah, so you have your one-click all set up, right? And then you do this, toss it to your wish list, boom, banana slicer at your front door. Yeah, I, so Google's voice recognition is very good. Okay, but so I maybe trust it with this. you'll either get a banana slicer or a phantom mice shirt. I don't, I don't know what's... Google's not very... It is pretty good, but in this any so in any I would real world, order Taco Bell through my watch than order stuff from Amazon. Okay, that Google, tacos now. <laughs> okay, taco now. Taco a crunch. Did you say taco shells? No, Google. <laughs> I want tacos now. <laughs> the, yeah, this seems like a really dumb idea. Yeah, I, okay. this is this is like a perfect example of you know. Like a you know me too app like you know we're Amazon's like we're gonna get in on the on the wearables game too, like why why wouldn't they just like I know not a lot of people have Google Glass but it would have made more sense to you know have Glass and then have it be able to recognize what you're looking at and have the option to buy it on Amazon Google or what? you know add it to your wish list. Mm-hmm. To do it with your watch is just it's it's borderline retarded. Well, Amazon's just trying to find as many ways as possible to get you to buy stuff from them. In, in any way, shape, or form. So that's where this app comes from. <laughs> Steve Dent I see this as... on, on Engadget should update his article to add the quote, Eric Finkenbeiner from Attack of the Android says, <laughs> this is retarded. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Thanks, I did Steve. not say that. I said borderline retarded. This is Borderlands retarded. Did you mean <laughs> Borderlands? <laughs> he said he stated this with... Voice recognition, and now he has a copy of Borderlands coming to his house. Not even the pre-sequel, which isn't really even that good. Okay, I'm not a Borderlands fan, like I've never played it before. From watching my girlfriend play this pre-sequel, it's really not that great. I, I, I'll tell you why. I, I've been playing Wolfenstein. Saw it at a pawn shop, 20 bucks. I was like, yes, please, Wolfenstein for the PS4. Thank you. You know what's interesting? The Xbox, and I haven't had an Xbox since the original, so this is new to me. The, the latest game console was the PS4 that my roommates brought home. So that's what I'm used to now. And the way their screen is when you boot it up, it's all nice and it works well. The Xbox, this, this Xbox 360 that my girlfriend brought here, like it has the same interface as the PS4, but it's all weird and cartoony and not very graphically uh, appealing to your. Like it's all slow and laggy, kind of. It just looks like a crappy version of the PS4. Granted, this is the Xbox 360, not the Xbox One, so maybe that's better. But it's weird that they all have that same interface. And you know what they look like? This is the Verge. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, I see what the Verge did and why it's so popular. You basically just copied all of these. But yeah, I I just thought that was kind of interesting. Although I will tell you, the Xbox will play movies uh, in in MP4 that the PlayStation won't. You put it on a little mm. USB drive, plug it in, or network it to your Windows 8 PC, stream it over your your crappy Wi-Fi. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they supposedly. Yeah, that, I, the PlayStation that pissed me off about the PlayStation Four is that I got it and I, the PS3 I could I could do all sorts of streaming like I had my UPnP server set up and I could stream all my you know videos and music to it. The PS4 took away all that. You know what I did um, the other day? I don't know wh- wh- how it came up, but somebody had a music CD. They, it was the new Hieroglyphics album. I don't know why they had the CD. We had a physical CD. Like, hey, can I we play this? Going. Yeah, sure, go right ahead. Put it in the PS4. You know what it said? I don't know what this is. I was like, me neither, me neither. But you really can't play this? And it was like, no, I cannot play it. Which is weird. Because the first PlayStation would play music and you hit the button on the controller and you would trip out for hours on the thing that you would control the colors and the shape. Like, 
that was one of the cool things about it. And then to go to this one that doesn't have, it won't even play a music scene, which granted, that was the one and only time I've ever had to do that. But it, it was weird. Like, why won't you, this is the most basic me. function of a CD drive, and you can't even do that. Well, and you can't, you can't, if you go online, like, looking for, like, I looked for solutions to this. Oh, my, I my stopped right there. I was like, no, here, it's on Play Music also. Done. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like, all it is, it's, it's, a, it's an army of little kids going, what's that? Why are you doing that? What are you, from 1998? What's a CD? Like, hey, 2001 you. called, they want their technology back. <laughs> people yeah. like your brother. These are, these are from, these and, are from people that don't own any piece of music. Right? They buy all their crap. They don't own it. You know what? If if something happens and there's a bad, you know, some bad juju between Apple or Amazon, yeah, and that shit's gone. Some music publisher miss a payment, it's gone. miss a payment on your Google All Access, and have them shut that shit down. That music is gone, <laughs> just yeah. like that. Whereas I can rip my own crap. There's nothing physical to it, definitely. On. But in a world that is less and less physical and more ephemeral every day, like it. it you almost need both, right? One for an archival, just in case, I guess. And then you become a hoarder. I ain't got time for and that. We're, t- we're totally off topic. I know. I will throw out the best thing in the world. Matt buy the Lee's CDs album from Amazon, on Google get Play Auto Music. Rip, and then it takes care of it. Sorry, say that again? If you buy, a lot of times you buy a CD from Amazon, they have the Auto Rip feature. So you buy it, and then before it even goes in the mail, they give you access to the digital version for free. That's nice. I feel that's that's the that's the best of both worlds, folks. It's very nice. Yeah. You know what else is and nice? I, did you do you know a while ago there was this uh, this journalist encryption technology uh, conference? Uh, the hashtag was Encrypt News uh, on Twitter, which is how I found out about it. Uh, and the EFF a few days before that they came out with a secure messaging scorecard. Right, and it basically went through all of these messaging apps, and uh, they they gave scores to them based on a bunch of criteria. Uh, Tech Secure, and there was a couple CryptoCat, and uh, there were a couple other ones that scored perfect. Right, and there were you know all the way from like AOL, Instant Messenger, MSN were down at the bottom. Uh, to some that looked good, but they weren't open source, so you couldn't completely look into it. Uh, and some that just weren't weren't even audited yet. Uh, I'll put a link to it if you guys want to look over it. But WhatsApp was another one of the, the messaging apps that was in there. I don't recall off the top of my head what score they got. I'll look it up here in a sec. Um, but the point is, Open Whisper uh, Systems, Open or uh, Whisper Systems was bought by Twitter. That was Mara, Moxie Marlin Spike's company. They did Redphone, TechSecure, all that. When it got purchased by Twitter, they open sourced the technology. We have, you know, awesome development in TechSecure continuing to happen and all that. A really bulletproof uh, crypto implementation for end-to-end messaging. Uh, this article here, Android Police, uh, and we have, there's another one uh, on the, the Bits blog on the Times, says that, that WhatsApp is actually using open whisper systems tech secure protocol in its thing it's they they went and looked and it's actually been in the app since november 5th but they just now flipped it on i guess which is kind of interesting because whatsapp has way more users than tech secure for sure than everything really at this point yeah right yeah it's, it's and facebook it's like yeah yeah they, they they're huge especially in other countries where this is like their main source, their their main way to message. So I thought it was interesting that it like one, the main reasons I don't use any of these other ones is like I like the secure encryption part. Like I think that's great, and that's why I use the tech secure. That's like my main program. Uh, to see that incorporate into these other apps, like I think that's really cool, and especially to see the size of the user base. That just completely floods what's being encrypted over carriers, which helps those of us that are only using it here and there uh, and not everybody we know is using it. So not everything is encrypted like that. That puts way more encrypted traffic out there. So if you're, you're picking through it and you're like, Ooh, this is encrypted. That's I'm going to take this like, and then all of a sudden there's a ton. Like that's awesome. I think, but 
Any thoughts on this, Eric? Yeah, it's, I like I so I I like the idea. Choice is good, but when it comes to encryption, you know, you you want something that is a little tested and hardened. You know, um, it needs there was to be a really source. good security now episode. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it needs to be open source. Unless you know that stuff, and that shit is really tricky. I mean, it's not even just math. Like, it is math to the nth level. Unless you know it, like, it's it's good to have people like this to trust that, you know, you can look look it over. Yeah, and if you can make this, you know, sort of like where you can plug in, um, where you can, you know, you have your app, and then rather than hiring a, you know, a cryptographer um, or trying to, you know, roll something yourself, just be able to plug in, uh, you know, tech secure elements. That to me makes all the sense in the world um, to give your users an option of a tested and true uh, secure messaging uh, option. And I'll I'll share the the uh, scorecard here. So if you if you look over here at my screen, you can see that Facebook chat only has you know it's encrypted in transit, and it's been audited. But it's like it's failing at all of these other encrypted so the provider can't read it, uh, can verify contact identities, our past communication secure if your keys are stolen, you know, perfect forward secrecy, all that stuff. So uh, I like also BlackBerry Messenger. It's encrypted in transit, but that's it. <laughs> AIM, same thing. Uh, so, yeah, CryptoCat scored perfectly. Uh, as As you look at Google Hangouts, it's like... Not very, uh, and it's, again, it's not made to be secure, obviously. So, but you look at the ones that are, and they're not, Cat. not all of them doing so well. The two yeah, that I always nice use. For the, it would be nice for the biggest companies in the world to get it fully encrypted. <laughs> to get their crap together? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The two I mainly use, CryptoCat and uh, TechSecure, have done really well in this, which I'm really thrilled about because, again, the those, are, phone. those are the ones the I use. Text. Yeah. All got perfect. Uh, Skype, but, nope. Snapchat, nope. And again, not made to be secure. Sure. Um, I find it interesting that FaceTime, iMessage, both from a company that you know, I think we can you know fairly say makes their money off of the hardware versus the user, um, is pretty pretty damn secure as opposed to things like Google and Facebook, which make their money off of our information. Right. Um, so I mean, there's something to bear in mind. You and know, if, even if even if you don't like Apple, um, you know they're they're being pretty upfront about how they make their money off of you. It's the fact that you're paying a premium for the device. It's interesting. You look at WhatsApp; they encrypt in transit, fail everything else, and their code was audited. Uh, and then you look at something like TechSecure with a perfect score here. And then you see that WhatsApp is going to be using this protocol, which will, in essence, give them the full spectrum here. I, I'm kind of curious, and I saw a couple comments, uh, will it be in Facebook Messenger? Because it's the it's Facebook's company, so will they implement it there also? Because that would be kind of cool. I would love to see that. But then again, then Facebook can't glean information from it, right? If it's encrypted to where they can't see it, they can't get any signals from it. Hushmail, uh, your brother was asking about no bueno. Encrypted in transit, but that's it. Wow. And the code hasn't been audited recently, so who knows? Those things may have changed, but yeah, I don't know. Was it Hushmail was big like I never used it. I don't know. Ten, twelve years ago, but I, I feel like something happened um where they I wanna say like they 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 gave up stuff to federal authorities showing that they had access to your encrypted mail, and then everybody just bailed. Yeah. So there's they're a ghost of their former selves. Uh, and uh, the article on Android Police, they say that the first stage of encryption uh, is only for one-on-one -on -one text conversations. So you're using it, someone else is using it, that, that message will be encrypted in transit. Uh, they say group messages and media are still being sent unencrypted, but that's going to change soon enough. So... And it, it's, it just happens, right? And TechSecure, like, when I first started using this back in the day when it was beta, it was very... I mean, it wasn't super hard. You didn't have to know stuff. Like, but you there was a process. You had to initiate a key exchange. You had to then accept the key exchange and verify the person's identity if you wanted to, like, in person by scanning the QR code their phone shows you, you know, to show that it's them. 
then over time it became to where it knew you were texting with someone that was using it. So then it would ask you and then you would initiate the key exchange and do all that. And now it's gotten to the point where this, it, it just does it. It's not, it, it's, it's automatic, which is cool. And that's what it'll do here in WhatsApp. Like you won't see any of this probably. It'll just happen. So pretty cool. It's cool to see those kinds of numbers. Uh, and there, there was some quotes uh, from Moxie Marlin Spike in the Bits blog article, uh, kind of basically just saying that. Um, he said, uh, Facebook, which owns WhatsApp, uh, said they would rely on third-party applications to provide end-to-end encryption in apps like Facebook Messenger, uh, mainly because the encryption can be so complicated to use. It often requires users to exchange public encryption keys and raises questions about whether companies control the keys that could unlock messages on their own servers. Uh, most people don't realize that when a service says messages are encrypted, that doesn't mean they aren't stored in the open on that company's servers. Uh, Moxie said that encryption would be turned on by default in WhatsApp as the encryption is unveiled, so users won't have to do anything to make it work. Uh, WhatsApp then also won't be able to read its users' messages, and someone who intercepts them cannot read them without the key. Uh, WhatsApp also will not have access to those keys, so it cannot read your messages either. Yeah, that's a big that's a big key there. No pun intended. Nah, <laughs> it is though, right? Like, if they can read your messages, it's it's secure. Yeah. In so far as like you're not the low hanging fruit because your stuff is encrypted, but if the government or somebody really wants it, the, all they have they to do is it. subpoena the company and it's there. They have the or, access. Or if they get hacked, something malicious happens. Right. You know that's outside of their control. You know they so, have yeah. the capability to access it. In this case, yeah. the keys aren't there. So even if they were, you know, approached by the government, they have they don't have them. They can't give you what they don't have, and that's done right. That's how crypto should be done, you know. So good stuff. Oh, this was kind of cool. Did you guys see? Uh, we're we're talking about the spotlight player on the Moto X when it first came out, uh, with the red hat and thing chase around windy day. I think it was called. And then they came out with the other one was bug buggy nights or something like that. Uh, they just came out with a new one called Duet, which is pretty, like, visually stunning, I w- will have to say. Very beautiful. Uh, have either of you guys seen this one yet? I haven't seen it itself because I don't have a Motorola, <laughs> Motorola device. But uh, Do you still that, have to only have – is it not – the app not available it, for other devices? As far as I understand, oh, you can only see it if you have a, a Moto X uh, either of the Moto X Still, versions. huh? That's weird. I, I would have assumed that it was out. I, I don't didn't notice it, but... It's called Duet. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the guys that was behind this used to work at Disney or something, and uh, he was like an animator, and so that's why, this, why it's sort of stylized, a little bit like some of the older Disney cartoons. Like if anyone's ever watched Fantasia, and again, it does the whole like you move it around and watch watch what's happening. There's a baby crawling yeah. and kind of follow it around the room and everything. But yeah, pretty cool. If you have a Motorola device, I guess you can check it out. <laughs> it's called Duet, and it is the latest in the Spotlight Player. Windy Day and Buggy Night were the other two. Uh, this one was directed by Glenn Keane, like you said, the longtime Disney animator. Uh, yeah, it, it tells a surprisingly complete little story with just animation and music. Uh, and the ability to control the camera means there's a little bit of replay value also. Uh, owners of the Moto X, both versions, and the Moto G can check it out. So cool. Anything else? Anything we missed? One thing I wanted to mention is there's yes. a Google Keep update. You know, a lot of the uh, Google apps have been updated recently, but I like for me at least, yeah, for me at least, the Google Google Keep app being updated is really cool because my wife and I make a fair number of lists, and what I've had to do in the past is like I'll make a list and keep, and essentially copy and paste it and then email it to her or send it to her via Hangout. Here you can essentially share lists, so that's kind of a neat, neat feature. I haven't used it yet, but I plan on using it the next time I have a 
grocery list or something I need from the store when she's out or vice versa. So yeah, that's cool. cool. I we... never would have expected that functionality to, to come on an app like Keep. So I would always just make a doc and then copy from Keep into that if I had to share it with somebody. But yeah, it, it was a pain because it wasn't this, this kind of will, will let you just you know yeah access. i mean i make dozens and dozens cool. of notes uh on this over time a lot of times i'll go to meetings and i'll actually use this to write you know to record things for our meetings or whatever so it's kind of nice to have that list functionality and be able to share it with others so nice yeah i really like uh i really like keep yeah i used to use evernote or google docs like keep was he's one of those things that people don't really talk about a lot but is one of the right. most functional and best uh, Google uh, Google apps out there because it's just it's so quick and then if you switch devices your stuff's already backed up you don't miss a beat it's a really really great um, really great app I, I'd have to agree with you there Eric I was once too an Evernote user much like you and then when Keep came out I was like I'm just going to note to self all the time and it's awesome I'll still go to drive.google.com slash keep I don't care I'll use it, use the crap out of it, and then I'll keep it. Is that a real link? Yes. Wait, what? Shut up. Yeah, drive.google.com slash keep. Yeah. That's, oh yeah, it's how to get to weird. it on your on your desktop. Holy hell! See, yeah. we're all learning today. Drive.google.com slash keep. There's my <laughs> app pick. The price of admission. There's my app pick. Done. That is perfect. <laughs> awesome. Uh, the new maps update's kind of cool. I'll just mention that while we're talking about apps that have that have gotten updated. I like the new icons. I will mention you may not notice new icons if you're using stuff in folders because they won't actually update until you delete that and then put the new one in the folder. At least for me on my Moto X, your use may vary. But I was noticing I would like something would update. And then I'd look in the app launcher, and it would have a new app. But in my folder, it wouldn't. It would still be the old one. So you got to delete it and then copy it over, and then it's the new one. But yeah, the, the new material design stuff is cool. I like it. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention uh, real quick for you in the show is, uh, have, have, if, have either of you seen the Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Yes. I, I saw that, and uh, to me, at least, that's been my favorite movie of the year, and probably my favorite movie in, in maybe the last few years. But uh, Google has essentially put out a, a free soundtrack, or the free uh, mix soundtrack, you know, to the movie, and that's out on the Google uh, Play Store now. That you can get so there's a lot of links being shared. I managed to pick it up as well. So nice. You know what? You know what wasn't my favorite movie uh, this year? Ooh. That new Transformers movie. Good, oh. good Christ, you guys! Like, and oh. I, I would, I would never pay money for it. I made that mistake the first one, right? Yeah. Like, never again, never again, Michael yeah. Bay, ruining things like that. How dare you? But then, yeah. so I was bored, and I was like, oh, I want, I'm gonna copy this onto this jump drive and watch it off the Xbox on this big TV. Gonna kill like. Four hours? Are you kidding me? I didn't even realize wow. that until I started playing it, and I'm like, okay. Okay. And then, like, two hours later, I'm just like, holy Christ, how long is this freaking thing? It was pretty terrible. I mean, pretty effing yeah. horrendous. I yeah. will, the one saving grace, which didn't, didn't screw it up as bad as the freaking... Uh, Constructicons or Devastator or whatever he yeah. what did he mess up in that one I, I don't even remember yeah, now De Devastator he it, messed up a few things okay anyway ones, yeah. not important it was completely <laughs> screwed up the the Dinobots or whatever the hell they were called I don't want to like spoil the movie but <laughs> it was, they're in there <laughs> yeah like at the end like 18 hours later they're like oh here come the Dinobots not even like I mean they look cool kinda I guess it might have just been my tired eyes after sitting through that shit show marathon, but <laughs> Grimlock, like they didn't even talk. He wasn't all like me, Grimlock. You know, like there was none of that. It was just poop. Yeah, there's really no soul to any of these uh, movies, unfortunately, and uh, unfortunately, not even much of a plot. And uh, not much you can do about it. I would say 
if you want to rewatch any of those movies ever again, maybe watch a fan edit version of those movies. Something I've been interested in looking into. Is that into. a real thing? Yeah, fan edits. There's a few sites out there where they huh. collate fan edits of many of these movies that weren't really done right. This is just like right. just people talking shit during the movie that's funny or what? Like mystery no, science they, theater? No, they top out some of the dumb stuff and they edit it a little bit better. A lot of these movies end up being a little shorter, but some of the superfluous scenes end up not making it to the fan edit, stuff like that. So I would I would consider doing that again, but I would never watch the original movies, any of those Transformers movies again, unfortunately. Yeah. Total poop. Uh, so yeah, very exciting. The new Moto X twenty thirteen developer edition promo, knocking yeah. that price right on down to two hundred and thirty bucks. That's, yeah, thirty two gigs cool. of uh, of storage, and it's completely unlocked. And rooting it won't won't you know avoid the warranty or anything like that. It's a developer edition phone, so you know that's a pretty good bargain. You know that's that's cheaper than the Nexus five was when it was blown out. At two hundred fifty dollars last year, you know this is even cheaper for an even better phone. So if you haven't ever, for anyone out there who hasn't ever picked up a Motorola X, you know, and you're interested in getting a new phone, it's unlocked. It's GSM. It's not going to work on Verizon or Sprint. But uh, you know, two hundred thirty some odd bucks is uh, nothing to, to pass up easily. You know, for a brand new phone. Now, let's say hypothetically, I want to get this sucker hooked up on Verizon. Am I going to be able to do that, Nick? I don't think so. Uh, mm. From what my understanding, it's this mm. will not work for Verizon or Sprint. Mm. So that's gonna just. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if I can do that. Then I mean, no yeah. Verizon. You could make it. it even, you could make it. Tw- you you can make it twenty three dollars. If I can't get it on Verizon, I mean. Sorry, what, Eric? You, nothing. Nothing, Matt. No, I'm sure it was <laughs> going to be completely relevant and important. Please. No, no, no. Let's ask. Hey, Nick, does this work on Verizon by chance? Nick, can I hook this up on Verizon by chance? What about AT&T? Can I get this on AT&T, Nick? U.S. cellular only. Who is that? Can I, can I get this on singular, Nick? Will it work on Republic Wireless? What about Cricket? Is Cricket a thing? Will it work on Cricket? Okay. Uh, Eric, what's our email address, yeah. bro? Our email address is show at attackoftheandroids.com. Fantastic. That means attackoftheandroids.com is our website. Well, like we said at the beginning of the show, if you enjoy it, subscribe in iTunes, give us a review. Hey, appreciate that stuff. It may mean a little to you, but it means so much to us. I can't even tell you. Uh, so follow the show on Google+. Plus. We got a little community there we like to hang out in and say hi. Uh, in between the 30-so days between shows. So definitely check that out. Uh, And we're on Stitcher, so definitely show some love there and play it. Uh, And I'll just throw out a shameless plug if you want the Polici Chthonic Chronicles. It's up on CD, baby. It's up on Bandcamp. If you're an all-access subscriber, it's on Google Play. You can go to thejamal.com slash music. All of the links to all of the ways to get it are right there. Or you can just download it right there for free. Or if you're a member of ILT, it's up there too. It's a little private private torrent site. If you know what it is, you know. It's on there. Nick, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, normally, I put out videos on my YouTube channel, but since I've been on vacation, I haven't done a, a bleeping thing. So uh, maybe maybe by the weekend, I'll be putting videos out on my channel. So it's Nick Carroll on YouTube, so if anyone's interested. Nice. <laughs> do you want to also go ahead and just plug my album there? We'll, we'll, just, all, we'll just all plug that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, guys and gals and everybody in between on the internet, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And I mean that. Like, we do. If nobody listened, like, we'd just be talking to ourselves. And that's it's not as fun. Going to be honest. Not as fun. Uh, all right. Thank you. We'll talk to you next time. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs> It's Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids dot com.
can we do now? Either way, somebody has to choose now. Let it be the ones with everything to lose now. Right or wrong, it's your move. I've got three things on this list of shit we need to fix Before any of these people get to sleep a bit First of all, most of these leaders are creepy shit Ghosts in a machine that feeds on all this ignorance This democracy hypocrisy has got to be the most awful awkward thing I thought I'd see in my 30-something years Smoking weed on top of peace Funny money monopolies Poison you, me, and the crop seeds And for what? If not greed, then you got me Number two has to do with all this troubled youth Run through the skull by church Yeah, no wonder you have lines out the doors Like blind zombie hordes All violent and hostile They found God in the psych ward You know they're lying like Voltron with two swords Transforming archangels into dark overlords Fuck yeah That's a Howard the Duff reference To show you how serious we take your generic Fake-ass bullshit My controlling rhetoric Right now for me it's got to be that whole fucking thing in the Middle East Why the fuck can't we all just get along? Oh that's right, cause we have bombs and they have bombs All bombs, car bombs, from large to small bombs Bombs for your home and office, bombs for your mom We got bombs in your closet, we've all fucking lost it If we can't get along, at least we can bomb shit Till the globe is haunted, no one cares how much it costs What can we do now? Either way somebody has to choose now let it be the ones with everything to lose. Right or wrong, right or wrong.